Today we're going to be talking about essential oils. Why should I care? So um, a lot of you probably have heard a lot about essential oils and you just aren't really sure what all the hype is about and that's understandable and that's part of the reason why we're doing podcasts and the live video itself so that um, you can start to understand a little bit more about essential oils so that you're more comfortable introducing them to your home and so that you're more comfortable using them on yourself and your family and so that you can understand all the benefits of essential oils. So um, as you get on and listen, please like and comment and share this uh, with others. That's how we're going to get the most people to hear this information and have the most people understanding all of the benefits of essential oils is by um, passing on and sharing with others. So like I said, um, share, comment, like, and uh, hopefully we'll spread this message to a lot of people. Um, one of the things I wanna say before we get started with today's information, um, and I am gonna mention this again at the end, you hop on a little late or you miss this part um, we're gonna start doing um, a segment periodically uh, ask the oily doc where you can put in questions and I will answer them and so if you would hashtag uh, ask the oily doc um, go on the oily doc page and write questions and use the hashtag ask the oily doc um, I will be answering some of those questions um, whatever they are that are pertinent to you that you may be wondering as you start your essential oil journey or as you've been using oils for a long time on yourself and your family. So uh, once again, hashtag ask the oily doc, post your questions there and we will be sure to answer them and give you that information. So um, once again, today is the topic is essential oils. Why should I care? So welcome to the Oily Doc, where oil education is fun, simple, and ready to use. Hopefully today's information is going to be something that is um, new and exciting to you. My goal for all of um, my interactions with people is to make oil education fun and exciting and something that you are ready to use right away. So. Um, one of the things that I wanted to start with today, last week I told you guys about my essential oil, oil journey and how I started using essential oils on my family. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about today was kind of the basics of essential oils. So if you are more familiar and you greater have a greater understanding for essential oils and where they come from and why they're used and um, just what they are, then hopefully your comfort for using them will gain and um, you will be able to share them with your friends and family. So what I wanna start off with first is a little brief history of essential oils. And I know that sometimes history can be one of those things that we find uh, boring or mundane, um, but really I think that it's, it's really pertinent to understanding essential oils because I, I get the feeling or I've heard people say before that they feel like essential oils are just some kind of new age fad. Like there's something that just has popped on the scene recently 
Um, they'll be gone before anybody uh, really gets to know a lot, a lot about what they are. And, and honestly, that's just, it's not true. So I want to explain to you a little bit about essential oils and why they are a really valid and important part of healthcare. And then um, also uh, talk to you a little bit about um, uh, what they are. So essential oils are um, um, basically, they're a form of plant therapy. And plant therapy has been around since the beginning of time. So when I talk about plant therapy, I talk about um, any use of a plant in order to um, change your body chemistry or your body physiology such that you have a positive outcome in your health. So that may be something like environmental threats or seasonal threats or um, emotional um, balancing. But the use of plant therapy has been around since the beginning of time. Um, we see that Egyptians um, put uh, oils and, and plant therapy in the tombs of some of their um, their leaders or um, some of the, the more sought-after people who passed away. We see that in World War II, um, nurses used essential oils on, um, on soldiers in order to help with a lot of um, the issues that they were facing. And um, we see that present day essential oils have become an extremely valid form of healthcare. And so as we look at the journey that essential oils have taken from um, really kind of more on the, the cuff or the side of um, the population to more becoming a lot more mainstream, people are really using oils a lot in their homes. Um, we have a really important understanding that they are another form of plant therapy. Now, when I talk about plant therapy, I think it's important to note that um, a lot of times, especially in, in Western medicine, we really only see uh, pharmacology as a very valid form of um, uh, medicine. And we see all other alternative forms of medicine as being invalid or not having a place. Um, and oftentimes we even see them as not being scientific or studied. And really that's... an uh, um, untrue and, and unfair bias that oftentimes we have in, in the Western world. So it's important to note that pharmacology actually has its roots in plant therapy. So the, um, the chemistry used to make pharmaceutical drugs is based in that same chemistry uh, that we find in essential oils. And when we're looking at the essential oil, um, oftentimes we see that that base chemistry found in many of our oils is the same chemical compositions or chemical structures that we find in pharmaceutical drugs. Um, the difference comes into play when we look at the um, tinkering or the synthetic aspect found in pharmaceutical drugs. And that's sometimes where we find our side effects too, is with those synthetics. Um, and that's why oftentimes when we look at any form of natural alternative, we don't see those side effects in the same degree because our body sees that natural um, chemistry and um, we don't have that same reaction or side effect that we would when we're putting a synthetic or a non-natural into our body. So that can be true for uh, a lot of things, uh, vitamins, supplements, herbs, um, homeopathy, and essential oils. And so when we, we look at essential oils, I think it's really important to understand that um, there is a rich history in plant-based therapy, and it's not something that is just new or new age or uh, kind of a fleeting fad. It is something that 
I really feel uh, there's some validity behind the idea that it is here to stay. So essential oils, I want to talk a little bit about what they are, because oftentimes people have no understanding of what an essential oil actually is. Um, if you were to ask them, well, well, what are essential oils? They would, I think a lot of times just say, well, I have no idea what essential oils are. So um, essential oils are the volatile aromatic compounds found on the roots, the, the stem, um, the bark, the flower, the rind, and, and many other places on the plant. And so um, let me kind of break that down because that's a little uh, wordy and a little heady. So basically what that means is if you are um, ever walking by a a garden and you you smell basil or cilantro or um, you ever pick an orange and you you just have that scent of the orange on your hands or you go to peel it and it just uh, all the scent just comes out into the air and you can smell it that that aromatic compound that scent that you're getting um, that is the essential oil so what is that so let's break that down a little bit farther um, there are, if you were to take a, a microscopic picture of, let's say for instance, I love using basil as, as an example, because uh, basil I feel is like one of those, um, one of those herbs and one of those scents that when you say the word basil, you almost smell it. It's, it's such a distinct smell, and I think it's an amazing smell, that when you say basil, it almost comes to your mind. It has that effect on your limbic system where it almost triggers a feeling, a sensation, a smell, um, an idea. And so um, when I like to use the example of basil, so if we were to take a picture of a microscopic picture of a basil leaf, what we would see on them are tiny little oil sacs. So they almost look like a little bead or a little bubble, like a droplet of water. And those tiny um, little oil sacs are the essential oil. Um, they are microscopic, so you don't see them just by looking at the leaf. So basil, for instance, we're looking at the leaf, and that's where we get the, um, the essential oil from. Um, like I said, it varies on what plant we're talking about and what oil we're talking about as to where we get the, um, where we get the oil from. A little side note that I think is really interesting, um, cilantro and coriander oil actually come from the same plant. They're just a different part of the plant, which I think is so cool. I love that. So anyway, back to basil. So you got your basil leaf, and if we were to put it under a microscope, you'd see the little tiny oil sacs on it. So if you have ever gone into your garden and say you've picked basil because you're going to make a, a big pot of spaghetti. Let's say you're going to make a big pot of spaghetti and you love to put basil in your spaghetti and you pick your basil leaves and you take them into the kitchen and you start chopping them up and you've just got a huge handful of basil and you're chopping it with your knife and you put it into your pot and you go on and keep on doing whatever and um, you go and you um, smell your hand and your hand smells like basil. Mm, it smells so good. And then throughout the day, as you are doing whatever, you periodically may smell that basil scent still on your hand. Well, you have actually experienced basil essential oil because you have gotten the essential oil on your hand. And so um, when we talk about that, we're talking about those tiny little oil sacs found on the leaves or the bark or the stem or the root. And um, what happens is when we take that part of the plant and we distill it down, we get that oil. 
And you can imagine that if we are talking about a pure oil, meaning that there's nothing else added to it, all that is in that bottle. So for instance, right here, I have a, a bottle of Melaleuca, okay? So um, I just happen to have that sitting here. But I've got this bottle of Melaleuca and it's 15 milliliters. And this bottle is contains nothing other than the oil sac from the Melaleuca plant. Um, you may be more familiar with Melaleuca, meaning um, tea tree oil. But um, if you are looking at this bottle and it is pure essential oil, meaning nothing is in there except for that, those tiny little oil sacs, you get an idea that there has to be a large yield of the actual plant in order to get a bottle of essential oil. So depending on the plant and depending on the oil that we're trying to get from it is going to be the determining factor to how much yield there is of oil from plant. So we take that plant, we distill it down, we get the oil from it, and then um, if there is nothing else in this bottle other than the pure oil itself, then it is considered a pure essential oil. Now, oftentimes, whether it be... Um, uh, something that the company themselves knows about or um, it's something that they have no idea on, um, essential oils are oftentimes cut by other things. So meaning there's other, um, uh, other things that are added to the bottle, whether it be um, things like an extra virgin olive oil or vanilla or other essential oils that are have a higher yield and are less expensive but have a similar chemistry or a similar smell. Um, oftentimes oils are cut um, so that they are not pure. And that is something that, um, well, first of all, it's, it's untruthful. You're getting a bottle that says 100% whatever on it, and yet you're not getting 100% of that. But also, if you're using the oils for a therapeutic benefit um, and you're expecting the chemistry of one oil and getting something different, or perhaps the um, whatever the oil is cut with is something that maybe is synthetic and you do have a reaction to it, or um, whatever it might be. There is that danger is a strong word, but for lack of a better word, there's that that danger that's involved in using an oil that is not pure. And so when we look at specifically DoTerra essential oils. Um, one of the things that's remarkable about them and so fantastic, one of the reasons I love the company is that they are extremely serious about third-party testing to make sure that the essential oils that say they're in the bottle that you're getting are in fact what you are actually getting. Meaning that if you're buying a bottle of lavender or melaleuca or peppermint or lemon or orange, that is in fact what you are getting in your hand and nothing is in that bottle other than what it says is in the bottle. And everything that it says is in the bottle is in fact actually in the bottle. So um, that third-party testing is, is really important when it comes to essential oils because essential oils are not mandated by the FDA, which is, it's good in a lot of ways. Um, but one of the things is, is if a company is not willing to step up and do the third-party testing, and you may ask, well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Well, it costs money. Um, so it's a, an expense added on to um, the company. But if they're not willing to step up and do the third-party testing in order to ensure that the oils that they're getting out to the public are in fact 100% pure, there's nothing else in that bottle other than what it says on the bottle, 
um, they may be getting an oil out to the public that is not in fact pure. So um, the important thing about using a company that does third-party testing is that you are going to know and have, um, once again, strong word, maybe not applicable here, but faith in the fact that you are getting what is actually in the bottle. So that is a, a little bit of a brief kind of over overview or outline of essential oils and really the importance of using a brand that is trusted. Now, I kind of mentioned this just a couple minutes ago about the FDA. And let me go back to that because I kind of raced right by that. And you may not really get a full idea of that. But the importance of um, the third party testing when it comes to FDA um, non-regulation is that when the FDA is not regulating something like supplements or essential oils or um, herbs or things like that, um, there's, like I said, there's a lot of benefit, which we're not going to get into there. But the the downside is, is that the labels are not uh, mandated and, and what is said on the label is not always exactly what is in the product. So when you get an oil, you pick up an essential oil, maybe it's from your local supermarket or another um, little novelty store in your neighborhood, they may say 100% pure oil on them. And oftentimes people look at that and they say, well, well, this is a pure oil. It says it's 100% pure oil. And the downside to using a brand that is not so stringent about uh, third-party testing is that they are um, taking that that uh, liberty and saying 100% pure oil, maybe completely believing that it is on the faith of their grow growers or their harvesters. And they're putting that on the label without an actual clear indication that they really are in fact 100% pure oils. So when I say that um, it's important that we have third-party testing within our companies, the reason being is that there is no outside standard that the oil companies are held to. So there has to be an internal standard. They have to be willing to come forward and do their own internal standard. And that is something that doTERRA is very passionate about. Um, if you have not hopped on the source to you website, source to you.com, it's really cool because doTERRA is doing something that um, as far as I know is, is really um, cut, you know, uh, top of the line um, technology here where what they're doing is that if you, um, if you know what a QR code is, so the bottles of oil, um, this is an older bottle, so it doesn't have it on, on here, but the QR codes are, are the little square barcodes. And what they're doing now is that if you go to, um, actually, I think it might be based on um, lot number, or it may be based on lot number and QR code. I, I'm not 100% sure there, and I, I apologize for that. But regardless, if you go to source you.com and they're going to ask you an, an identifying mark of your essential oil bottle, um, and you enter that in, which I, now that I'm saying it, I think it's the, um, the uh, lot number, which is found on the bottom of the bottle. Um, you enter that in and what you're going to get is the actual um, mass spectrometry, mass spectrometry, um, I probably butchered that, I'm, I'm not great at um, saying that word, I apologize, um, the, the, basically the chemical um, um, composition outline of the essential oil that you actually have in your bottle. So it's that testing, it's that testing for purity and chemistry. Um, and you will get the actual printout of that 
um, specific for the bottle that is in your hand. So being able to see that actual um, essential oil um, chemistry and the report for the bottle that's in your hand is um, phenomenal. So um, hopefully this information was useful to you. And once again, um, I want to say that um, if you guys will like and share and comment on this post, and then um, if you go on to the oilydoc.com um, or the Oily Doc Facebook page better, um, or just type a question really um, on my personal page or anywhere and use the hashtag AskTheOilyDoc. Um, you are going to type in questions and on a future podcast, I'm going to answer those questions. So I want to um, answer those questions for you. I want to make sure that the content that you're getting on these podcasts and on these videos are content, content that you want. So I'm going through the intro and the basics here because I know a lot of you guys have never actually um, been introduced to essential oils on a super basic level. Maybe someone has given you a bottle of lavender or someone's given you a bottle of peppermint and they've told you, hey, use it for this specific thing. And in your mind, it may be like, like, um, like aspirin. You go to the store, you get a bottle of aspirin and you bring it home and there is one use for aspirin. That's it. And if you can't use it for that one use, then you don't have a use for it. And so some of you may have been given a bottle of essential oils and your understanding is that when whomever gave it to you said, use it for X, Y, or Z, um, it's like aspirin. If it didn't work or you don't use it anymore because X, Y, or Z isn't an issue anymore, um, there may be no other benefit to it. And it may just be sitting on a shelf somewhere. And what I don't want is for people to um, have oils, have them at their fingertips, have the ability to use them in their home, on their family, and not use them because they don't know how, or um, they're nervous, or they didn't even know it was an option. So once again, um, I am here to really get you guys more educated on the use of essential oils. I want it to be fun, and I want it to be simple, and I want you to be able to um, listen to the information, and then as soon as you're done listening, I want you to be able to implement whatever we're talking about. I don't want this to be complicated. I don't want it to be complex. I want it to be ready to use. So um, hopefully you guys have uh, enjoyed this information. And I definitely look forward to our next, our next um, podcast, our next episode. And like I said, um, get those questions in and we will make sure that um, we answer them. Um, I do think sometime in... Uh, March, I'm probably going to be doing an interview with um, the woman who introduced me to essential oils. And she went on a, well, is going on a um, trip to Guatemala where she's um, going to be doing some surface pro projects with the Healing Hands Foundation. And I think that she's going to come on and we're going to interview her because one of the things that I absolutely love about doTERRA that I got, I want, I want to tell you guys about and it may not be of an interest to you, but it sure is to me. Um, I want to tell you guys about the humanitarian efforts that doTERRA is constantly doing in order to not only have a positive impact on your health and your family's health, but also have a positive impact on the world. Because isn't it really important to be part of a company that's just 
not concerned about how um, they can get a product into the hands of people, but they're also pro- uh, it, they're also really concerned with how getting that product into the hands of people is going to affect um, their community, uh, their country, and really the world. I mean, that's a really important and a really big mission. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and um, I will see you on our next episode. Yep, we're done. Oh my gosh. Okay, she can come down. I thought she was. Talking. They're fine. I'm coming. I'm coming. Michael told me he tried to hurt her. I was like, oh no, what was that?